Asia Pacific currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning, listeners, and welcome to this program of Asia Pacific Currents. And it's the second last day of March. It's the thirtieth of March, two thousand and nineteen. And my name is Pierre Morrow, and I'll be taking you through to half past nine、um, by myself. Just us taking a little bit of a break, but she'll be back in a couple of weeks. And、um, and of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia. Asia Worker Links every Saturday at nine o'clock. Labor and human rights issues from the Asia Pacific region. Quite, quite a unique program that has been going on for about thirty years now. I think possibly more. But、um, if you want to know more about AWL, just go on our website, allthewaawl.org.au, or find us on Facebook and Twitter. But on today's program, we've got a number of uh, uh, news items from the region and. And our、um, interview in the second half of the program will、uh, come.、Um, will focus on Indonesia, and it will be with Surya, who is the deputy president of SBJICT Trade Union in Jakarta, and specifically about Hutchinson,、um, the global、um, doc- uh, port. Company,、um, so, and we're going to be looking not just at the issues in, in the face in Indonesia, but also a bit around the world. But I will、um, uh, introduce it a bit more when we get there. So that will be、um, probably around twenty past、um, nine o'clock. And of course,、um, thanks to、um, Saturday Breakfast for a very interesting program once again. Again, and that music that you heard was "Everything Can Change" by David Rovix, and we can certainly agree with that. That、um, everything can change and does change, and workers are always at the forefront of、uh, such things. So、um, we'll、uh, we'll just have a very quick announcement, and then we'll come back with the、um, with the start of our news stories. <laughs> Stay tuned to 3CR. Support community radio and your local music scene, and subscribe now. And、uh, we go to India for our first、um, uh, story. We're in the middle of this month. Very unfortunate story about workers being killed. A very serious incident occurred at a protest outside the Vedanta Alumina Refinery in La Lanjigarh town of Kalahandi district in、uh, Orissa, which is a state in eastern India, where a number of people were killed. And、uh, of course,、uh, regular listeners would know that we、uh, also have covered another huge、uh, issue around another Vedan. Vedanta、um, refinery or manufacturing. I think it was a、um, uh, electrical uh, plant in、um, Tamil Nadu, which the protests have been going there for years. Anyway,、uh, this one is in Orissa. The protest,、um, which was attended by hundreds of local residents that were demanding jobs that had been promised to them, as well as complaining the factory was breaching environmental laws and polluting their lands. As the demonstrators amassed at the factory gates, they were violently attacked by the Odisha Industrial Security Force. 
At least two people have been confirmed to have been killed, while another 30, other, while another 30 were injured as a result of the attack by these security forces. Unfortunately, this type of brutal repression against working class communities protesting against the ill effects of industrial plants is not an isolated case. Uh, now in India, with both state and federal governments encouraging industrial investment and development in India amid very lax uh, occupational health and, uh, and safety standards and environmental regulations. So um, that's another dispute uh, that we'll be watching um, over this year. Our second item, uh, we do a bit of a jump back here to Melbourne. It's a bit of a good news. A lot of our listeners um, uh, here in Melbourne would, uh, would, know, would know this, but it's really for our international listeners um, um, where um, workers had a good win in Melbourne uh, this week where hundreds of workers at three distribution centres at Chemist Warehouse, a large Australian discount chemist chain, ended their strike after successively winning many of their demands. The strike had uh, entered its third week before the company agreed to implement substantial improvements around job security, wages, a wide variety of work conditions and actions to address bullying and harassment. Uh, Specifically, workers have won wage increases of between 16% to 22% over four years, as well as all casual Casual labour hire members on strike that went on strike will get permanent part-time or full-time jobs and the agreement will also ensure that other casuals can convert to permanent after six months. Other gains will include improvements to rostering arrangements, trade union leave and other training leave as well as general occupational health and safety. The um, one of the main one of the significant points of this uh, victory is um, that they've been able to roll back the use of casual labour, which is an issue that has plagued workers both in Australia and internationally for years. Hi, this is Mitchell from Cut Copy, and you're listening to 3CR. Please support Community Radio. Subscribe now. For our third um, item, we go to West Asia, to Turkey, where there's an ongoing uh, dispute. Uh, In the first uh, week of this month, or I should say the start of this month, hundreds of manufacturing workers employed at the Kale Conveyor Belt uh, Conveyor Company in Istanbul, Turkey, stopped production demanding better working conditions, union recognition and the reinstatement of two dismissed union activists. Obviously, um, very common demands all around the world, unfortunately. Kale Conveyor is is the largest manufacturer of rubber conveyor belts in Turkey, exporting all around the world. Um, worker actions had been building up since the second half of last year when the majority of uh, workers joined the local union, Petrol Ish, in face of the company's intransigence against discussing the workers' grievances. The company is not only uh, refusing to talk to the union, but is continuing its campaign of intimidation and vilification against union members, including citing issues of national sovereignty and dignity for reasons for not talking to the workers. I have to say that's uh, at least that's a, um, a unique reason um, for being a um, union buster. But anyway, we uh, wish all the best to our sisters and brothers um, in uh, in Istanbul fighting this battle. 
And um, on a totally different uh, uh, news item that last week we brought you um, news, uh, well, I brought you an interview about the uh, upcoming Thai elections and uh, it was very much... Uh, basically, uh, yes, they weren't free or fair, but it was the best thing coming and a lot of people had uh, had a lot of hopes for it. Well, it's been a very interesting week um, uh, since the election uh, because really the results uh, are hanging in the balance and we are possibly heading for more political turmoil. Uh, as we go to air last week's uh, Thailand's national election, which was supposed to bring in an end to five years of military dictatorship, is fast becoming a new political crisis, with election election results being withdrawn amid increasing claims of poll irregularities and fraud. With the 250 Senate seats already rigged in favour of the military, the election was only for the 500 seats of the lower house. Now, provisional results uh, released early in the week gave a slight lead to the Pew Thai Party, associated with the exiled Prime Minister of Thaksin Shinawatra, over Palang Pracharat, the new party formed by the military and headed by the dictator General Payuth Chan Ocha, although I think he's actually relinquished the title of general, but he really is still a general. Um, the big winner of this election was the new anti-coup, anti-military party, Future Forward, which came third, while the biggest loser was the Yellow Shirt Party, or the old Yellow Shirt Party, the Democrats, that just came in fourth. Now, amid feverish horse trading alliances, this week, before the uh, election results were taken offline, both the Thai and Palang Pracharat parties claim to have secured working coalitions, uh, uh, giving them a majority of seats in the lower house. Now, obviously, uh, uh, both cannot be true. Um, and um, given that um, these they just announced them, it's still um, to be seen exactly what will happen. Now, but um, unfortunately, then the the, um, the electoral commission uh, withdrew the the results, so we're actually not too sure what the uh, split of the seats uh, is at the current moment. But but then, ominously, senior Thai officials have already made statements that both uh, Pew Thai and Future Forward, these two parties, may lose seats or be banned altogether for possible insults to the Thai monarchy and institutions. And of course, the um, in Thailand, as regular listeners will know, there is the Article 112, the article, the Les Majestic Dictatorship Law, that basically is, um, you know, it's 10 years of jail for anything that might possibly resemble uh, implied uh, sort of criticism of the royal family. Um, so as you can see, um, it's... A bit of a shambles that what's happening in Thailand, but and unfortunately, uh, um, the past where such uh, political impasses have happened, there's often um, been very big um, social turmoil. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. Three CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today 
call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. We um, go back to Palestine, well, to West Asia and Palestine, where today, uh, the 30th of March, has for the last 43 years been marked as Land Day, the annual day of commemoration for Arab citizens of Israel and Palestinians of the events of uh, 1976, of March 30, 1976, obviously. On that day, in response to the Israeli government's announcement of a plan to expropriate over 5,000 hectares of land for state purposes, Palestinians organised a general strike and marches in Arab towns from the Galilee to the Negev. These actions were repressed by the, by the Israeli army and police, with six protesters killed, around 100 wounded and many hundreds arrested. Unfortunately, this expropriation of land has continued since then, and the latest estimates show that Israel now occupies more than 85% of the total area of historical land of Palestine. Protests and actions um, for uh, Land Day today uh, are expected throughout Israel and occupied territories amid rising tensions as the economic and political uh, blockade by Israel is driving more and more Palestinians into desperate social conditions. So comrades in Palestine, uh, all the best and, and take care. We, uh, we hope that uh, uh, there won't be too many injuries or arrests. Um, on another continuing uh, front of uh, protest, we go to South Korea, where this week on uh, Wednesday the 27th, over 10,000 workers rallied in front of the national parliament to, depend, to demand the government uh, stop the introduction of, of the regressive labour law reform to ratify the ILO core conventions, to achieve fundamental labour rights, to eradicate precarious work and to stop for profit for-profit hospitals and to resist the unilateral industrial policy of the Business Council. Uh, This rally is a continuation of many recent labour mobilisation by the KCTU, the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, which we've brought you a lot of updates about, to stop regressive labour law reforms um, that will make it easier for temporary and dismissed workers to... um, 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 sorry, it'd be um, to make it harder for temporary and dismissed workers to join labour unions. Casualisation, insecure work and contracting out is uh, become a major problem for workers in South Korea as well. Now, the response by the government to this um, latest um, demonstration um, was to deploy 10,000 police, which um, prevented the workers from reaching anywhere near Parliament House in Seoul. Hey, this is Nick from Pinyar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. We've got a couple more uh, news items to wrap wrap up today's uh, news roundup from the region. Quite a lot of uh, uh, news items uh, this week. We go uh, next door to South Korea, to China where we've often brought you news from mainland China over the last decade about the difficulties for workers to organise and fight for better working conditions and high wages. Just last week, we reported on the massive explosion in the city of Yanjiang, 
uh, north of Shanghai that killed scores of workers. Another example is the treatment of the JASIC technology workers, in, again in, in, in Shenzhen, that we reported on last year. Many of the workers that took action were dismissed from their jobs, some beaten up, and over 40 workers and labour rights supporters are still be, being detained from that JASIC uh, protest uh, and f- are facing criminal charges. In January of, of this year, also in southern China, a number of uh, long-time uh, labour right defenders from various labour NGOs were also um, detained and criminally charged. Um, in response to all this, the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions and Globalisation Monitor, both based in Hong Kong, have come together calling for all these activists to be released, all charges to be dropped, and for the right to organise to be respected in mainland China. A global petition has been set up by the Hong Kong uh, Confederation of Trade Unions, while uh, next week we will actually bring you an extended interview on the uh, state of workers organising in China. For our last um, item, we go to Myanmar, where um, as a follow-up to International Women's Day, which was on March 8, uh, civil rights groups in Myanmar released a video documentary on this day to highlight the cost of the ongoing civil wars in Myanmar uh, that are having on women. While in recent times the repression against the Rohingyas has become world news, the reality is that many other ethnic minorities are also facing military actions from the Myanmar military. The documentary produced by the Women's League of Burma is titled Access to Justice and Impunity Now and features the stories of eight different women. These stories highlight the physical, sexual, economic and political violence that many women are facing in Myanmar these days. And that's the end of the news roundup uh, of labour and human rights issue from the Asia-Pacific uh, region. You're listening to um, Asia-Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia-Asia Worker Links. It's just on 18 past 9 o'clock. We'll go to a quick announcement and then we'll be back with our feature interview on uh, the issue of dock workers in Indonesia and Hutchinson. Australia is a crime scene. It's unfinished business, this crime. People don't understand that it was a military exercise. There was military in the first fleet. It was Captain James Cook. It was Captain Arthur Phillip. Right through the history of Australia, it's a military exercise. Our people have suffered greatly because the white man is not prepared to act honourably and legally still the case in this country today. This is 3CR. Hutchinson is the uh, world's biggest port um, company. Um, it's um, it's um, a Hong Kong-based uh, global company that has a network of port operations that span um, 26 countries and all over the world, including Australia. And as, as I said um, earlier this week, I managed to, um, to talk to Surya, who is the deputy president of the SBJICT trade union in G- 
Roger Carter, who looks after workers in uh, at Hutchinson at the major port in Jakarta. Now, um, they, um, they've had, uh, for a number of years, there have been uh, uh, attempts by the company to uh, union bust um, the, the port in, um, in, uh, uh, in Jakarta, and there's um, been many dismissals, but the workers still fight and, and keep organising, and this is what uh, Suri will be talking about. Also, between 2.16 and 2.18, there's been five deaths at that uh, port, uh, um, uh, containerized at, at, at in uh, in Jakarta, and also another ten incidents um, per month in 2018. So it's quite an unsafe uh, uh, dock in uh, in Jakarta. And of course, um, in the interview, um, Surya will talk about not only about Jakarta, about issues facing the uh, the dock workers here at the Hutchinson's uh, docks in Australia, but also about what's happening in Pakistan. Um, earlier this uh, month, just in a couple of weeks ago, a um, a 58 year old dock worker in Karachi um, uh, died um, in uh, at Hutchinson's port in and. Due to a, a container uh, movement, and um, and in Karachi the workers have been extremely active, and because of of that, the um, two um, two unionists, uh, uh, Mavia Islam, who's the union president, and Mohid Murad, have actually been taken in custody um, since the, um, the 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 middle of this month, and there was actually a demonstration this week in Sydney for the the release of these two comrades in Pakistan and and Syria. We'll actually talk about these. As as well, so the the the, um, the quality is not the best, so I apologise for that. But um, I think uh, you'll be able to get the the interconnectedness of the struggles uh, of all these workers around the world. They're all employed by Hutchinson, who is a major global company and is a vicious um, union buster. Can you tell us some of the background about the company Hutchinson in Indonesia? and some of the issues that workers face there. Yes, thanks for having me. We are talking about the associate union busting, corruption, and many other things, worst things, are the biggest stakeholder in the world, Hutchinson. So this multinational operates at the biggest container port in Indonesia, called Jakarta International Container Terminal, or GICT. And it is quite obvious because the Hutchinson massively sacked the workers in 2015 only by text and email. And that's the same happened in Australia. The 400 castle workers in GICT also got sacked on New Year's evening, 2017, just because they are they were unionized. Hutchinson also retaliated our strike by cut workers' wage and rise up to 60% without any clear legal standing. Even this multinational refused to sit on the table talking about CBA until now. So in terms of FC, we had four workers within only 18 months, and they refused the establishment of the safety committee, uh, like we stated on the CBA. Hutchinson was also allegedly involved in the murder attempt of our member, and they committed corruption as well in Indonesia. So the war against workers was declared by Hutchinson across the region, including Australia, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Pakistan. So uh, have you had trouble organizing the workers there in Jakarta? Uh, in other words, is the union strong or are there difficulties in organizing? 
yeah, talking about our union at PJITC, we are we still strong and solid to uh, against this multinational, but we need more power in terms of the national and international affiliation. So we organizing this both power since 2014. So we got backup from the national labor uh, unions. We got backup from the uni students, especially for the progressive ones. And we got also backup from the ITF. So uh, once again, we are strong and solid against this multinational. And also we made a Hutchison alliance that includes um, Australia and UA, especially uh, Indonesia, Pakistan, and also um, Solidarność Poland. And also we get backup from the FNP uh, Netherlands. So that's how we organize the power to fight with this big multinational category. And it seems that two um, comrades in Pakistan that unionized workers in Hutchinson in Karachi were arrested uh, just a few weeks ago. Are you doing anything in solidarity for them? Yes, we heard from our brothers and sisters and the SAPC Democratic Workers Union in Pakistan that their members, Brother Mafia and Brother Mwit Murad, have been detained at the Landy Jail in Karachi, Pakistan, since March 14th. We stand by for the further action and we have sent the solidarity letter to the management. And also, we made alliance with the NUA. So we stand by for the action call from the SAPC Pakistan. So we're ready for any industrial action or any necessary action that need for them so the comrades uh, can be released from here. One of the problems, as you have mentioned about Hutchinson, it's one of the biggest port companies in the world, is that they have global power and they can use workers in one country against another, and you are trying to work together with other workers. Do you think that when workers are all employed by one company like Hutchinson, that workers should start to organise as one big union or as one big movement to be able to counter the power of such global companies? Thinking about the global power of Pakistan, mostly the union, basically it is based on the on company union, but mostly all union, they are unionized and they are power, powerful and they are solid in fighting. But there is a case in Malaysia that Pakistan were not allowed any unionized established since 2013 because when I went there with the NUA at that time, they found hard because in plastic and not only in a, in a struggle but also in a court case. So now they are helpless, but in other ports, in other regions, we are now struggling together, including every possible region, even across the world, that, to fight this global network operation. 
it sounds very much that you're at the forefront of the new ways to for workers to organize in this global world and to make the connections and just to bring it back to where you are in in Jakarta so do you think that your struggle is able to be an example to other workers around West Java yeah basically the density of the union in Malaysia are in Java and Sumatra so we get support basically from all parts in Indonesia so yes, you are right. We can be the example how we can affect the any multinational, any bosses that jeopardize the rights and the justice of the workers. As I told you before, that not only labor labor unions that got involved in this war, in this fight, but also with the support from the union student and any element to fight this multinational. Because once we win, once we get the job back for the 400 workers, then it would be a win for Indonesian workers. That's right. We, we certainly agree with that. I think especially in these days, uh, workers' struggle can be publicised, amplified all around the world. So, Surya, thank you um, very much. And as a fellow labour activist in, in Melbourne, Australia, we wish you all the best and we will keep looking after your, your effort and your struggle and we certainly wish you all the very best. Thank you very much, Pierre, for your time, for your concern. We appreciate it. In unity and solidarity, thank you very much. Three CR Community Radio, eight five five AM. You were just listening to um, Surya, who is the Deputy President of SBJICT Trade Union, talking about their, um, their organising efforts, their struggle against Hutchinson in uh, Indonesia, the global uh, stevedoring company, but also about uh, the interconnectedness and the solidarity they have with other um, workers' struggles at other Hutchinson's ports around the world. And of course, uh, here in Australia, it's uh, the MUA is fighting very hard against Hutchinson as well. But that really brings us to the end of another program of Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. So um, stay tuned uh, for 3CR Radio and the Palestine Remembered program. But that's all for me today. I'll be back uh, next week with another program of Asia Pacific Currents. Stay tuned, stay strong and have a good weekend and we'll speak again uh, next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.